Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on the 8th of May. Coming to you um, via New Zealand Sports Radio at 8am every single week, every single morning. Seven days a week, uh, not just weekdays. It's your best way to start the day up to date on all the important sports news. And today we have uh, NRL um, columnist uh, um, slams anti-vaxxers. Rugby players are the latest to break isolation rules. Plus, we also have more news on the return of Super Rugby. Formula One might not happen. um, And we have a return date for... Um, football uh, and cricketers also say they will go into isolation to make sure the season happens. And to kick us off, we're going to start off with the league news today and that and and that vax issue. Um, thank you, Stephen, for bringing us up to date on that. Yes, uh, good morning, Paul, and good everybody tuning into New Zealand Sports Radio this morning. Uh, first off, first came off the wreck. Here we go in rugby league. Veteran NRL columnist Andrew Webster has slammed the anti-vaxxers turning the competition's return to training into a circus. The NRL this afternoon, or yesterday afternoon, beg your pardon, announced it will allow players refusing to take the flu shot to play. Canberra players Josh Papali, Sia Soliola and Joe Tapene were the latest to refuse a flu shot, which has been demanded by the NRL as one of its measures to recommence the season. In an escalation of yesterday's anti-vax saga, the Raiders players join Gold Coast Bryce Cartwright in taking a stand against any policy that would make it compulsory to receive a vaccination. Prime Minister Scott Morrison had encouraged, encouraged the NRL to adopt a no-jab, no-play policy following Cartwright's position. The NRL, going against the increasingly strong rhetoric from the federal government, has chosen to back the players' freedom of choice, speaking on 2ZB's or 2GB's Wide World of Sports Radio, Webster said 97% of the competition was in favour of accepting a vaccination. Webster said the NRL had agreed to alter minor details on the waivers every player and team member had to sign, which would allow anti-vaxxers to play when the season relaunches on May 
28th. In other league news this morning, West Tigers veteran Benji Marshall has worn constant scrutiny on NRL players coupled with the high-stakes nature of the sport can push people to the edge. Marshall delivered his comments on Thursday amid the controversy about the blinding spotlight that has been placed on Rabideau star Latrell Mitchell. South Sydney captain Adam, Adam Reynolds on Wednesday said he'd hate to see us lose Latrell to the game to all this immediate tension pressure. Rabideau's coach Wayne Bennett branded some coverage of Mitchell appalling and told Triple M the prospect of the 22-year-old international walking away from the NRL is not going to happen on my watch. Marshall, who can emphasise in some aspects, given he also experienced expectation that comes with reaching the summit of the game at a young age, said state of mind of players must be considered when remarks are made. Sometimes I think we've got to be careful with some of the players we deal with, how far we push them with their mental health, Marshall said. I'm not making excuses for anything, but I can just see one day that the pressure of what we do and we have seen that in the past. I'm not saying from media stuff, the pressure of our jobs in general can push people to the edge. More specifically on Mitchell, the 35-year-old Kiwi legend said, I suppose he's just a big-name player who gets more attention than others. I mean, I don't like to see it. You've got to surround yourself with good people who can probably help you get through that. Yeah, sort of interesting comments, but, you know, there are other people out there, Paul, who will probably look at it this way. Man, you guys are actually living the dream. And it's only really for a short period of your time. And I think you've just got to look inside sometimes and realise what you actually have got. You do That's sometimes, but you. it's uh, it's interesting that you when, when I talk to my um, my sort of 11-year-old, uh, yeah, a, a, a year is an absolute de- – is, 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 is an age. You can't even see that far ahead kind of thing sometimes. Um, so you've got to say, yeah, whilst it may, might seem like a short time for some of the old guys – it seems like a lifetime for them. We got to say yes. Well, if we do have to be aware of people's uh, of the players' mental health, the sport or, or sports in general needs to do a much better job of training, mentoring uh, these people as to what their responsibilities are that come with those big paychecks. Um, well, I will, Paul. I will jump in there and, and just basically say that. Listen, those are only my my uh, my thoughts, not the not the sports of uh, New Zealand, a uh, uh, sport radio and. Mental health is is very much a real thing, and maybe I am a little bit of an old fuddy duddy as well. So no, no. I should just throw that in. No, I, I say I, I agree with your point, but I think what uh, what we're saying here is that actually the, the the sports themselves generally do not prepare the players properly for this, and they need to take some responsibility as well. It's not just all on the media uh, and the coverage these players get. Um, moving on, this uh, yeah, Hugh makes a good point in the chat there that some cultures are better at dealing with the spotlight than others. Uh, yeah, the support some uh, the support structures around those around that might be true. Yes, you're quite right. Um, moving on then to football news, uh, and the Premiership is still discussing different ways it can come back. Um, we'll see what happens there. That's just an ongoing <laughs> saga, isn't it? And whilst the EPL is discussing it, uh, the Bundesliga are now ready to go. They will resume um, on the 16th of May. Um, that is not this weekend, but the following weekend, we will have top flight football back. They'll probably, they are the first, they were the second top flight sport back with UFC going live this weekend, but more on that later. Uh, so the, on the opening weekend, we'll have Schlack versus Borussia Dortmund as one of the games 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, about 300 people. It'll take to uh, uh, have a game behind closed doors. Um, I think in New Zealand now we have bands and any gatherings over 100. Um, that uh, clearly that shows you an idea. Oh, sorry, we will do it level two. That gives you an idea as to how many people it takes just to run a game. Uh, never mind having the fans there as well. Uh, it's interesting that it's more than World Rugby's guidelines, which have been 175, I think it is, or 178, um, that World Rugby has come out and said you need for a closed-door game. Uh, and that brings you up to speed with all of the football news. I'm going to hand you back to Stephen for our birthdays today. And he needs to take off Thank you, music. Paul. Thank, thank you, Paul. Uh, and birthdays this morning. The other Retallic, a Fijian-born all-black winger, and finally a cricketing one-day specialist. And uh, we actually get across the uh, Tasman, Michael Bevan, born this day, the 8th of May 1970, is a former Australian cricketer. He is a left-handed batsman and a slow-arm wrist spinner. He has been credited for initiating the art of finishing matches. He was in an Australian Cricket Academy scholarship holder in 1989. Bevan, who turns 50 today, played 232 one-day internationals for Australia and was part of the 1999 and 2003 teams that won the Cricket World Cup. He was named as Australia as uh, as a batsman in Australia's greatest ever one-day team. No real surprise there. Moving on to the oval ball and back to New Zealand. Waisaki Naholo, born this day, 8th of May 1991, in Sigatoga, is a Fijian-born New Zealand rugby union player. He previously played for the All Black Sevens and now plays on the wing and now for Premiership Team London Irish. Naholo made his test debut for the All Blacks in 2015 and was a member of the 2015 Rugby World Cup winning squad. Naholo turns 29 today. And finally, Callum Retallick, born this day, the 8th of May 1985, is a former New Zealand rugby union player who represented Bay of Plenty in the Mitre 10 Cup. He is the cousin of All Black Brodie Retallick, who turns 35 today. That's uh, Retallick, Callum Retallick, who turns 35 today. He's also played 110 games for the Bay of, P Bay of Plenty Steamers, and he also turned out for the Chiefs, Highlanders, Blues, and Rebels in Super Rugby. And that's it for birthdays today. Thank you very much, um, Stephen. And yes, rugby is where we're going to go to next. Uh, and there is plenty of rugby news. Uh, yesterday, uh, the New Zealand government announced that professional sport will be able to restart under level two. And that particularly includes super rugby. Um, and other players are looking forward towards this, says Mark um, Robinson. Uh, and we're looking at a, uh, in New Zealand, 10-week uh, tournament where the five super rugby franchises play each other home and away. Um, the decisions on the July series against um, against Wales and Scotland by the All Blacks um, will be made in the next fortnight. But let's be honest, the only option um, on the card seems to be uh, uh, the, the, the very well, either cancellation or at the very best, uh, a delay through to either late or early next year. Um, the whilst, one of, whilst, whilst we have this new format, for rugby this year, Sanzar have said that this would be a this is a one-off, and that actually the fourteen-man um, round robin tournaments that we're looking at for the next two years is going to go ahead. The uh, there is the possibility of if we do have that um, Australasia bubble, that there may be some sort of final series against the Australian sides. They are looking at doing a similar format 
but they have not got round, have not um, produced it yet, or, or got their plans together yet. Uh, that would have the four Super Rugby franchises over there, plus the Western Force, doing a similar format to the Australian, uh, sorry, to the New Zealand um, competition. Whilst we may go down to level three, sorry, level two next week, um, that will still be several weeks away from rugby as the Players Association have come out and said they need three to four weeks of training before we can return to actually playing games. Uh, so it's definitely not, we're not going to have return to play as quickly as a Bundesliga, um, for example, do not expect um, rugby to restart straight away as soon as we get to level two. Heading back over to New Zealand um, and uh, Raining Castle's uh, replacement is um, the interim boss is going to be Rob Clark. And he says he has three areas he has to focus on. The first one is the finances, um, obviously, with Wiggs being the um, board member who had been concentrating on the finances and who has now resigned um, as we now, as, as we talked about yesterday. Uh, he obviously needs to take some time over the weekend to really drill down and figure out what the money situation is. Um, Rugby Australia has said that their um, main sponsorship partners, Qantas, Vodafone, ASICS, Mitsubishi um, Estate, uh, Jaguar, Land Rover and others are still paying their sponsorship um, it's worth in 2018 was worth around 28 million to give you an idea as to how much um, they are paying in. But still, the lack of rugby uh, and lack of test matches in particular will be a drain on the system. The second part is the competition um, and Rugby Australia's high performance staff, um, Whitaker uh, and Scott Johnson, have been working away on that uh, and planning that out. Um, as I've said before, it's, it's going to look like that five team round, round robin format as well but they're also looking at how they can get club competitions going in new south wales and queensland in particular and then once he's got those sorted out he can start looking at the future so what will 2021 look like um, is basically the next stage now as i say sanzar has already said what it's going to look like so we'll see how that pans out over in the uk the rfu has been looking at how they could return to play with um, grassroots rugby they said quite clearly they're not going to be returning to play with 15 aside con full contact rugby um, and that they'll be having to look at some sort of rugby activity is how it's been termed um, to return to play in a graduated form. So things like the removal of scrums, the removal of rucks and malls, because that is where all the players uh, or where players get uh, much closer to each other than in any other situation. Um, there may be even the removal of tackling um, as well. So, yeah, some interesting, it'll be interesting to see how they look at bringing back the grassroots sport um, in that one. Um, and uh, I say it, it's going to be interesting to see how, to what kind of that looks like. I have seen comments on, on social media saying, hey, look, um, isn't this about uh, the, this isn't going to be very good to watch at, watch. Now remember, this is grassroots rugby. It's not about watching, it's about participating um, in there. I'm going to hand you back now to Stephen for our cricket update. Oh, Paul, that's really scary. Those dark arts, the dark places and in, in, in malls and <laughs> breakdowns. Um, yeah, it, you know, there's going to have to be some sort of contact. Of, well, as, uh, a, of, of sorts. As, as, as a former flanker, yes, you're, you're fully aware of all these dark arts at the, bot at the bottom of the, uh, covered in mud at the bottom of a pile of bodies. 
<laughs> too, too true. Well, I've got the privilege of doing uh, cricket news this morning, but there's uh, not a lot of round. Just out of England, though, England's fast bowler Mark Wood says players would be willing to go into isolation in order for England matches to take place this summer. Plans to pay, play in a buyer secure environment could involve players staying together for a number of weeks and being subject to regular COVID-19 testing. Everybody in the squad, as long as the conditions are right, would be willing to come back and play some cricket, said Wood. I know it would be a long stint and it would be hard, but it would be good to get back out there. There will be no cricket in England and Wales until at least the 1st of July, which has meant the postponement of England's test series against the West Indies. To reschedule those matches and host subsequent visits from Pakistan, Australia, Ireland, the England and Wales Cricket Board is exploring the possibilities of using biosecure venues. This could mean grounds like Old Trafford and Southampton, which have had a hotel on site where players, staff, media and everyone else can stay, are required to be there on match days. England players have been briefed by the Director of Cricket, Ashley Giles, and the ECB's Chief Medical Officer, Dr Nick Pearce, as to what the plans could, be, could mean for them. You sort of get used to being away on tour for long periods of time, said Wood, who has played 15 tests for England and was part of the team that won the 2019 World Cup. Don't remind us. It would be very hard, but as long as the environment is uh, as long as the environment is safe, um, might it's basically just fallen over for the moment. But I think what he's pretty much saying, if they get all the protocols in place, everything should be fine. That's it. In uh, a very small form, elongated uh, coverage of cricket this morning. Uh, uh, Paul, back to you. Everybody have a great day and an even better weekend. Thank you, Roger Stephen. And don't forget, if you would like to see your club colours behind Stephen, um, particularly during the uh, um, birthdays section, then do please send your jerseys in. Uh, he will return them as well and also give you a little shout out uh, as, about your club um, as well. So if you fancy seeing your club's jerseys behind Stephen, join the, the birthdays do send your jerseys in. Also, in uh, we've also mentioned that during the rugby section that we'll be having professional sport back at level two, uh, and that includes netball as well. In a similar move to rugby, they would require four weeks of training before they could get up and running, um, and that has been agreed with the players and coaches that that is the that, that that's what they would be needing. Uh, the format that they're looking at is most probably going to be the Super Sunday format where they play all three games at one venue on a Sunday. Um, and because uh, obviously we have those six teams in New Zealand um, for the, the, the Steel, Mystics, Pulse, Stars, Magic and Tactics. So uh, it looks like they'll be flying up to probably Auckland um, to play those games in a Super Sunday format every single round. Uh, with, but uh, the teams that aren't based in Auckland will be able to return home during the week for training. Um, so that looks like it's good. That's the, the format's going to be. They say they're working with rugby and Sky to make sure that there are no clashes, uh, which should be fairly easy when you've got the whole weekend. And let's be honest, rugby will only have two games a week, a week, uh, a weekend. So you, um, I'm just guessing here, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw our Friday nights, Saturday nights would be your rugby union games, and then you would have your um, netball on a Sunday. Uh, so if there is anybody out there who would like to be 
our netball correspondent and come uh, come on the morning sports briefing and give us an update as uh, as to how the netball has gone each week then um, please do reach out it would be much appreciated to have someone with some netball knowledge talking about it rather than me making it up as I go along um there have been a few comments in social media saying look hey if people can tackle why can't I sit next to somebody in a restaurant um referring to the rugby and netball returning the reason for that folks is contact um tracing the contact tracing for these six teams and the, the five teams of rugby they were going to know exactly who has been where and when so if there are any cases found you'll be able to do contact tracing very quickly trying to do that contact try and keep that record of who has been in contact with who at thousands of restaurants over the new zealand is a much much more difficult uh, or, or impossible prospect and that's why sport can return uh, but why you must still keep your distancing in restaurants folks moving on then in formula one um, there is now a re remote possibility that there'll be no racing in 2020 uh, and teams are having to start to uh, plan for that previously we had heard that we were going to get those two races in austria followed by two races in in, um, in england at silverstone uh, but um, it looks like that there are chances that that might not go ahead um, but the goal is still to restart in Austria, as I say, um, at the uh, the first weekend in July. Finally, the first top-level sport to return is going to be the UFC um, taking place this weekend. It is UFC 249. Um, on the main card, we have two championship clashes, and I'm going to butcher the names here, so I'm very sorry about this, but um, Henry Kajudo will be taking on Dominic Cruz um, for the UFC Bantamweight Championship. Um, and then what looks like to be that the headline uh, uh, match is between Tony Ferguson and Justin Gattier um, for the UFC Lightweight Championship. Um, so uh, that is that will all be on Sky Sports. Uh, so if you want to watch that, then head over to Sky Sports uh, in New Zealand to figure out how you can watch that. I think it might be paid per view that is your sports news and you are now up to date with all of the important news thank you very much Stephen for joining me this morning um, it has been a bump around of news especially in that route in that rugby section we are nearly there folks we can see UFC this weekend we can see the Bundesliga in two weekends time and we can see rugby and netball in in, in sort of four to five weeks possibly um, Stephen are you looking forward to this sport or kicking off Oh, yeah, pretty much hanging out for it. And I know talking to a, a, a lot of friends across a lot of various spectrums, they are absolutely hanging out. I, I mean, so I walk past a, a rugby park and a couple of sports fields every day and just to see them abandoned is, is uh, yeah, you just shake, shake your head. It, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, just counting down. But we'll keep bringing uh, the sports news to everybody, Paul, and all the all the great news. Uh, great show last night, swinging from the hip. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and that's building uh, a lot of momentum. So can't wait to do the same thing with uh, rugby as well. Yeah, great show for cricket, swinging from the hip last night. So you can catch that on our Facebook page, New Zealand Sports Radio, or you can listen to it on the move um, via iHeartRadio, iTunes, um, Spotify, Acast, just search for New Zealand Sports Radio. Also today at 2pm, I have got Tom Ashley, uh, the Olympic 
gold medalist in windsurfing and also CEO of Canoe Racing. So dial in at 2 p.m. for what is a fascinating interview. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 